if you've not already followed us on any of our social media, be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at na.victorychurch, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. Luke chapter 15, verse 1, the then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he had found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance." Verse 8 said, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Very next part of this parable is a very familiar passage. He said, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto him them, his living and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Let's put our Bibles down, clap our hands, thank God for his word tonight. God, we love you. We thank you for this word that has been spoken. God, for your anointed word that's going forth tonight. Help us to receive it and accept it and obey it. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. I think it's no accident that Jesus combined these three parables as he was talking to these publicans and Pharisees, scribes, as they were murmuring and complaining and talking about him eating with sinners. Let me tell you, the only way we're going to save a lost world is get close to them. Now, now, bear with me tonight. I think all of everybody in here is mature enough to know that I am not uh, advocating that the church go and uh, hook up with somebody and live wild and, and take on the ways of the world. I think we got enough Holy Ghost on the inside to keep that from happening. But I am saying that we have got to get close enough to the world. Jesus said, ye are the salt of the world. Anybody remember that? Well, how many of you got salt shakers sitting in the middle of your dining room table? Some of you still do. That's the way they did it when I was growing up. The salt and pepper shaker sat right in the middle of the table. Well... 
as long as the salt is in the middle of the table, it's not going to affect your food. Your food's not going to taste any better. It's not going to season uh, your potatoes, your, your corn, your beans, your steak, whatever that salt can set right there. You can see it. You know it's there. It's still salty. It, it, it's still 100% salt, but it will do absolutely no good until it makes contact with your plate, with your food. I believe if we're not careful, we become salt in a salt shaker. The church has got its group, we got our gatherings, and we're sitting in the middle of the table. Now, some of you got some real fancy salt shaker that you put that salt in. Say amen or owe me one. I mean, you found one of them real nifty, all glass with some little curlicues on it or, or, uh, or, or maybe you went to Gatlinburg and you got one shaped like a bear or something, you know, and, and you got it. But you know what? That doesn't change the contents of the salt. Just for my opinion, let me tell you, the best salt shaker that was ever made was the tall Tupperware salt shakers. All plastic, look, look like an hourglass kind of. They're about that tall. Man, buddy, you can get some salt out of one of them things. Those little, those little fancy doodads you women buy that's pretty and all crystal and, and, and all that, you can't get salt out of them. Those are for looks. And if we're not careful, we become the salt uh, that's in a fancy container. And, and we've come to a place where, where the world can look from the outside to the inside uh, and they can see uh, the apostolic church today. And we're no longer on the other side of the tracks. And we're no longer a, a, a downtrodden organization. And we're no longer the holy rollers. Am I old enough to remember that term? Amen. God, I hope it's not because we're not holy. It may just be because we're not rolling like we used to. Can I get an amen? Amen. But the church, the world can look now and can see that we have evolved and, and, and we have moved up. We have kept up with the times and, and, and we have a lot to offer. Uh, but if we're not careful, uh, we become the salt shaker uh, in the middle of the table. Uh, amen. That is not touching the food. Uh, and a church that is not touching the world uh, is a church that is ineffective. Uh, God has not called us uh, to come and sing uh, and preach and fellowship one to another. God has called us to be the body of Christ and to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. So I want to preach tonight for just a little while looking for the lost. Looking for the lost. Jesus tells these parable uh, into three different uh, sections, if you will, three different stories. Uh, one is the lost sheep, uh, one is the lost coin, uh, and the last is the lost son. Uh, if you will allow me tonight to pair the lost sheep and the lost coin together, uh, amen, signifying uh, that man uh, that is lost, uh, amen, 
must be willing, uh, amen, to receive uh, the love of God in their life. Uh, and they, as a lost, uh, uh, a lost soul, uh, has got to be found uh, and has got to accept, uh, amen, the, the love of God when it comes to them. But the lost son, on the other hand, represents uh, we as lost people, uh, we must accept the love uh, and God, amen, must accept us and God must call us. It represents God's love toward us. Uh, amen. There's no doubt in my mind that that sheep, when it is lost, uh, that somewhere in his mind, it's longing for home. Uh, it's waiting for the master. Uh, it is happy when it is retrieved. Uh, amen. But the lost son, on the other hand, uh, amen, the tables are turned, uh, and he's only hoping uh, that the father is going to accept him. Uh, I'm thankful that scripture points out uh, that no matter where we go and how far we've gone God is going to love God is going to reach out and where sin did abound grace did much more abound amen so these three parables combined illustrate conversion on both its divine and human sides Consequently, the complete truth, God seeking man and man seeking God. The twofold search is rewarded by God and man finding each other. Aren't you glad that you found God and God found you? Aren't you glad he didn't leave you in the world? Aren't you glad that he had a, a, a drawing of his spirit toward you? That he touched your heart one day? And aren't you glad that you found God? Aren't you glad you found an altar? Aren't you glad you heard a preacher preach the gospel? Aren't you glad somebody said you can repent? You can be baptized in Jesus' name. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. You can live a holy life. And so while God accepted you, I'm thankful you accepted him. Amen. Now out of these three parables, two of the three cannot find their way home. The sheep is lost. He knows he's lost, but he does not know his way home. The lost coin is lost and does not know he's lost and cannot find his way back. The prodigal son, on the other hand, he knows he's lost and he knows where home is and he knows how to get back home, amen. But it takes his will, amen, and his mind and his effort to make that journey back to home. We will cover that, amen, in conclusion. But these two that don't know their way home is found, amen, simply because somebody was looking for the lost. Some of you are here tonight because somebody was looking for the lost. Somebody knocked on your door. Somebody prayed a prayer in your direction. Somebody came by and let you know uh, that God loved you. Somebody somehow, some way, got the word of truth into your life. Uh, and you for, ought to forever be grateful uh, that there was somebody that was looking for the lost. Uh, amen, Sister Jody. It happened for you uh, right down here at Bumpers Drive-In. Uh, amen, a young girl, uh, 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 about a 15 or 16-year-old teenage girl uh, working in the workplace of Bumpers. Uh, amen, 
found a friend and brought her to the house of God. Young people, you can be a soul winner. Amen. You got more friends than anybody else in this room. And if you begin looking for the lost, if you begin to search, if you begin to pray, God will let your path cross with somebody that is hungry, somebody that is hurting because there's another Jody out there somewhere. Amen. There's another soul out there somewhere. And we need to be looking for the lost. Amen. But two familiar passages here, the coin and the sheep both, it stated that he went into the wilderness looking for the sheep. And he said, go after that which is lost until he find it. Then he's talking about the coin and he said that she begins to sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Two common factors in this is that they did not quit searching. They did not quit looking. Aren't you glad God didn't give up on you? I doubt very seriously that you came to God the very first time somebody invited you to church or the very first time it rolled over in your mind. Man, I need to get my life right. I doubt you dropped everything and took off to the house of God. Amen. It took time after time and visit after visit and call after call and God stirring time and time again. But God did not quit on you. Somebody did did not quit praying for you, kept searching, kept looking, kept loving, and kept reaching until you were found. Amen. We got to keep looking, amen, until the lost is found. You see, you wouldn't be saved tonight if God didn't reach for you. Amen. The soul of man will be doomed for eternity if God does not. Get this right here. I said, if God does not, through his church and by his spirit, reach for mankind. The only way that God can reach mankind is through the body of Christ. Amen. The only hands that he has are your hands. The only voice that he has is your voice. The only feet that God has are in your shoes tonight. I'm telling you, God wants to reach a lost world. God wants to find the lost, but it's going to be up to you and I. It's going to be up to me. I have the responsibility to look for the lost. Amen. God cannot reach for man without the church. The church is the body of Christ. Matthew 9, 26, it said, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. They fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd amen how many sheep are wandering tonight without a shepherd how many souls are drifting tonight without the word of god in their life 
How many are wandering tonight hungry and aimlessly because they do not come to the house of bread. They are not being fed, amen, the spiritual food that they need for their life to go forward. I'm telling you, it's our responsibility. It lies upon us as a church to find the lost, to keep searching until we find one. Amen. I know it's easy to get weary in well-doing. I know it's easy to get discouraged uh, when everybody you ask says no uh, when every door you knock uh, they say I go to church here I'm a this I'm a that uh, amen every phone call you make uh, every text you send uh, every Facebook post you put out uh, amen you never get uh, but let me tell you you keep you keep searching uh, you keep looking uh, you keep knocking uh, you keep seeking uh, you keep asking uh, amen because uh, he said not to be weary and well-doing. Why? Because you shall reap in due season. If you faint not, if you keep searching, you'll find that one. If you keep searching, amen, you'll find that one. Amen. You know, the hard part about looking for the lost is you have to leave the 99. Amen. You see, we're, 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 just, we're just so comfortable with, with well, they say, us four no more. We're comfortable with who we are and what, we, what we've got because we're just all family here. I mean, we have just, uh, many of us have grown up together. Many of us have, have known each other 40 and 50 years, some 60. Amen. And even those that have been here a short time, it doesn't take long to get cemented into the family. Uh, and we just, we just feel like brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins. Matter of fact, sometimes you get closer to the church than you do your family. And that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about that. We're God's family. And we're going to spend eternity together. We better be able to get along right here. Amen. Have you ever just sat down and thought about heaven? You ought to do that sometime if you're planning on going. You don't have to go, but you can't stay here. So I suggest you plan on going. Somebody say amen. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place. You know, forget all that streets of gold stuff, the, the gates of pearl. I, I've read all that, and I've, I've heard it uh, sing about it, and, and people have danced and jumped up and down and out, Brother Stacy. But I, I just got a feeling when I get to heaven, I don't, I'm not going to care what the gates are made out of. I mean, they can be treated lumber. I won't care. I mean, they, they can be rough-cut oak. They can be barbed wire. I ain't going to be leaving anyway. I'm, I'm there to stay. Once I get past him, I'm probably not even going to go back and look at him. I doubt I'm going to get to my mansion and, and, and get up a crowd and say, hey, let's go back over there and look at those gates. You want to? I don't think that's going to be on our mind. Walls of Jasper. I wouldn't know Jasper if it hit me in the face. It could be fake zirconium. And I'd say, boy, those walls are nice. But I'm just thinking when I get to heaven, I ain't worried about that. 
What's that song? I want to see Jesus because he died for me. Oh, it'll be great to talk to David. Uh, I'm going to have him pull out his harp. And I'm going to say, Brother Johnny, bring your guitar over here. And you and David uh, put a tune together right quick. Uh, and, and, and I, I want to I talk to Matthew and, and the Apostle Paul. And, and I'm going to say, Peter, what was it like to preach on the day of Pentecost? Uh, but I'm not going to be worried about streets of gold uh, and gates of pearl. I just want to go to heaven. And I want to take everybody with me that I can. Amen. I like that song, Won't It Be Wonderful There? Having no burdens to bear. My goodness, I, I don't need a mansion if I just don't have any burdens to bear. No tears in heaven. I, I don't need streets of gold. If I, if, I, if I can get away from the tears, if I, if I can get away from the pain in this body, if I can get away from, from, from the, 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 the trouble that this world is filled with uh, and the wickedness uh, that oppresses uh, the spirit uh, that is within me. Uh, amen. The Bible said that when Lot was in Sodom, uh, that it vexed his spirit day by day. Uh, I'm getting to the point uh, that the wickedness of this world uh, is vexing my spirit uh, day by day. Uh, and the moment that I'm transformed uh, and I have a new body, uh, and I gain my wings uh, and I reach heaven. Uh, I'm going to be so glad uh, to be out of this world. Uh, I'm not going to be concerned with a mansion. Uh, I'm not going to be concerned uh, with all the beautiful things uh, that John described. Uh, I just want to go to heaven uh, and I want to take somebody with me. Yeah. Amen. The Bible said that this shepherd, when he leaves the 99, amen, and I said that's hard to do. It's hard because we're in the comfort zone and we get to know everybody and we get to love everybody. And it's hard for us to pull away and, and, and reach out to that lost soul. But the whole, the whole reason these parables came together was because these publicans saw Jesus, these Pharisees saw him eating with sinners he wasn't running with the disciples he wasn't comfortable with his church folks he wasn't just hanging out where it was where he was well liked and where he was comfortable uh, the bible said he began to eat with sinners matter of fact there's one case uh, where the disciples were going into town to buy bread to eat uh, and he said you go ahead uh, i gotta go to samaria i gotta go find that one lost sheep uh, there's a woman over there amen that's been married multiple times uh, and she's living in sin right now uh, and she has no happiness uh, and she has no joy she has no friends she has no hope she has no help, but I'm going to leave, amen, the lunch party. I'm going to leave the, 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 the church family, and I'm going to find that one in Samaria. And he went to the well, and he sat down, and he brought a woman into life, and he gave her hope, and he gave her joy in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he was looking for the lost. Amen. I got to hurry. He said that when he finds the sheep, he puts him 
on his shoulder. Church, we got to bear the responsibility of the lost soul. Amen. I wish to God we could all... Amen. Get this in our spirit tonight. Uh, but when a new person walks through their do those doors, uh, it's every one of our responsibilities, uh, amen, to bear their burden. Uh, it's our responsibility uh, to make a friendship, uh, to do like Jesus and eat with them, uh, to sit beside them, uh, to learn about them, to find out. Let me tell you, they're not coming in here for their help. Ain't nobody paying them to come in here. I thought about that sometime. I thought about running an ad, paying people $10 an hour just to come to church. There'd be some that would come for that. I'd be afraid I'd have to pay them to stay, though. They'd want to come back week after week. It'd get expensive after a while. Amen. But there's some reason they've come into the house. There's some reason there's a drawing. There's something on the inside. There's something uh, that is needful. There's something they've seen or heard or felt uh, that is drawing them to the house of bread. Uh, and it is our responsibility, uh, amen, to get to know them uh, and to sit with them and to eat with them uh, and let them become a part, uh, amen, of the body of Christ. Uh, amen, reveal truth to them. Uh, amen, love on them. Uh, keep them around long enough uh, for God to get a hold of their heart uh, and they understand repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost and living a holy life. Amen. It's our responsibility to look for the lost. Amen. We put the sheep on our shoulder. Amen. I just got to believe, Brother Denton, uh, that when he put that sheep on his shoulder, uh, amen, that his ear uh, was right there next to the heartbeat. Uh, and all the way home, he's walking, uh, he's hearing uh, that sheep's heartbeat, uh, and he knows he's all right. Uh, and if it gets too slow uh, or if it gets too fast, uh, amen, then he, the shepherd uh, can take that sheep down uh, and do whatever is necessary uh, to make sure that life continues I say it's time we get close enough to the lost uh, that we can hear their heartbeat, uh, that we can find out, uh, amen, what their spiritual condition is, uh, that we can make sure they survive, uh, that we can make sure uh, they make it into the flock. Amen. We must shoulder the responsibility, take a personal burden until the sheep is in the fold. You see, I, I think the problem is that the church, we classify us as us and them as them. That's easy to do because we've got our dividing lines and we say, well, they hadn't been baptized yet. Well, they haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost yet. Well, they're not living right yet. Well, they're, they're, they're still got this habit. Well, they're, they're still doing this. They're still going over there. They're, they're still a part of this. And they're still a part of that. And, and that's them and this is us. No. I can prove it by Scripture. That's not the way Jesus thought. That's not the way the New Testament church operated. That's not the way God sees things. You remember about a, a, a guy by the name of Saul of Tarsus? Nobody know him? 
Worst sinner ever recorded in scripture, I guess. Killing saints. Amen. Searching down people of the church, people of the name, persecuting them. And God strikes him down on the road to Damascus. Now remember, he's still a sinner. He hadn't, he hadn't been converted. He hadn't been baptized. He hadn't repented. He, hadn't, he, 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 he don't know the full truth. He's still Saul of Tarsus. And when God begins to talk to Ananias about him, Ananias said, well, I've heard about him. He's one of them, as we would say. He's part of that crowd. That's not what, G what God said. God said, he is a chosen vessel. Saul of Tarsus? I, I bet Ananias almost lost his false teeth right there. God, you talking about the same Saul of Tarsus I'm talking about? You better look him up on Facebook. Is that his profile? Yeah, that one. No, you got it mixed up. Look at his history. Look at his news feed. That's not ketchup on his shirt. Amen. That's not Halloween decorations in his yard. Those are real Christians that he's persecuted. God said, no, he's part of the church. He's a chosen vessel. I believe God's looking at the world today and the church is bigger than what we see. I believe there's somebody in your workplace that God's saying, that's a chosen vessel. And you're saying, I don't even like him. I can't even get along with him. I was hoping he quit tomorrow. And God's saying, you need to go looking for the lost. You need to find the lost sheep. You need to get a little closer. You need to, to, to get out there. Amen. You see, the problem is we've stayed too long with the 99. Woo. Let me just preach right there a little bit. Because the 99 are all doing good. The 99 are all eating good. The 99 are all fat and sassy and just buying and, and, and eating when they're supposed to and drinking when they're supposed to. Healthy as they can be. But that one lost sheep, uh, you know what? He's been through some thorns uh, and he's fell off some cliffs uh, and he may have a leg broken uh, and he may have a big gash in his side. Uh, he may have an eye missing. Uh, amen. The bear and the lion may have got a hold of him. Uh, he may be mangled and messed up uh, and he may not even look like a sheep. Uh, but I'm telling you, if you can get him in the hands of the shepherd, uh, if you can put him on your shoulders, uh, if you just get to looking for the lost you're going to find some chosen vessels oh my God my God my God it requires us to pick up a soul to embrace them to bring them close to us amen put them in a position that we can feel the warmth of their body amen when he takes that lost sheep and he puts it over his shoulder amen he's not thinking about anything else except getting this sheep home let me tell you we need to quit worrying about all the things that don't matter and start worrying about getting a lost sheep amen into the fold start worrying about 
about a lost world. Uh, amen. Quit fighting over this and that and the other uh, and start concentrating uh, on getting the lost sheep home. Amen. Leave the 99. Self-sacrificing seeker. Leave the herd, leave the crowd, leave the comfort. Go to the unknown. Go until he find it. Said the lady that lost the coin that as she began to search, she had to light a candle. She had to sweep her room. Sometimes when you're searching for the lost, you're going to encounter some darkness. The moment you start focusing, amen, not so much on the 99, but on the lost, uh, amen, you're going to encounter some darkness, spiritual darkness, spiritual warfare. Amen, the devil's going to try his best to... Amen. To, to attack you uh, when you're trying to find the lost. Uh, and you've got to bring a light with you. Uh, amen. She, the Bible said uh, she lit a candle. Uh, let me tell you, the only way we're going to find the lost in this world uh, is to take the Word of God with us. Uh, amen. Your good looks, uh, your personality, uh, amen, your abilities to make friends and influence people uh, is not going to win the lost. Uh, amen. It's going to take the light of the gospel. Uh, You'll never find the lost uh, until you get in the Word yourself, uh, until you get a hold of God's Word uh, and realize that this is our hope. Uh, this is a hope for the world. Uh, this is the light of the world. Uh, and a city set on a hill uh, cannot be hid. Uh, we must let our light shine. And then the Bible said she began to sweep the house. Now let me tell you, she didn't sweep the house the way us men sweep the house. Brother Joey, we don't move nothing. We just sweep what we can see right through there, you know. And if you ain't careful, if you got a rug, we know what it's there for. We don't need dustpans. Hello, men. Man, I'm stepping on toes. But I don't believe when she lost that coin that she didn't just sweep through the house to get by. Amen. I believe all of a sudden she began to move some things. I believe she began to have to rearrange some things uh, and some things that had been in place for years. Uh, she said, I'm going to move this. Why? Because that lost coin uh, is more important uh, than my structure and than my order. Uh, let me tell you, there are some things in our life that may have to move uh, when you go looking for the lost. Uh, you may have to rearrange your schedule. Uh, you may have to drop your golf game. Uh, you may have to stop a, a shopping trip. Uh, amen. You may have to change coffee shops. You may have to do something different. You may have to take a different route home so that you can stop by and see a lost soul. You have to move something to find the lost. But it's time in 2020 that we wake up and start looking for the lost. Our time is running out. Amen. The Bible said she began to seek diligently, diligently. 
Oh my, how, what kind of revival could we have if we began to seek diligently for a lost soul? I'm not talking about just haphazard uh, invite somebody uh, at the restaurant or at the store or at work. Uh, I'm talking about seek diligently. Uh, I'm talking about get you a pen and paper out uh, and begin to write down names. Uh, I'm talking about find some phone numbers. Uh, I'm talking about sending out some texts. Uh, I'm talking about writing some letters. Uh, I'm talking about stopping by somebody's house uh, and say, I've had you on my mind lately uh, and I've been praying for you. Uh, and you know, Jesus, Jesus is coming soon uh, and you got to get ready. Uh, heaven and hell is real uh, and you need to get your heart right. Uh, I'm telling you it's time. Uh, amen. We quit dancing around this thing. Uh, amen. Do you want somebody saved or not? Uh, amen. I I'm telling you there are people uh, that have backslid out of this church. Uh, they know right from wrong. Uh, it's time for you. Uh, amen. To quit playing nice guy and tell them Jesus is coming. I'm telling you this thing's wrapping up. Hey man, did any, anybody watch the news this week? I, I didn't see it. I heard it, I think, on the radio where President Trump signed the peace treaty for the Middle East. That's never been done before. Hey man, I don't know what all that means, but I know what the Bible says. That when they say peace, uh, amen, get ready, sudden destruction coming. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, it may not mean anything to you, uh, but I'm telling you, it means something. Uh, amen, when our world leaders uh, start talking about peace, uh, they've never talked about peace before. Uh, amen, they've, they've been at war, uh, and all of a sudden now they're saying, uh, we can get along with that one, we can get along with this one, uh, and these can come together, and that can come together. Amen, the word of God does not lie. He said, when men speak of peace, uh, sudden destruction is coming. Uh, I'm telling you, you better get ready. Uh, Jesus is coming back, uh, and it's time for us uh, to get to looking for the lost. Amen. I'm trying to hurry. Before I get to the lost son, I think we need a we may need a wake-up call in the church because we've forgotten what it means for somebody to be lost. We've grown into a culture that don't like to think that people are lost. We've learned, Brother White, to cohabitate with the lost and feel like they're not lost. Amen. I cringe every time I go to a funeral. I've never been to a funeral where anybody went to hell. I'm serious. I mean, everyone I go to, the preacher just puts them right on up in there. They can live like the devil. But we just don't believe anybody's lost anymore. I'm telling you, my Bible still tells me, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He must be born of the water and of the spirit. I'm not, that's not what I said. That's what Jesus said. And everybody that does not obey the word of God, I'm not their judge. Uh, amen. Thank God we got a great judge uh, that will judge fairly. Uh, but I'm saying according to God's word, uh, there's a lot of lost people around. 
And the word don't lie when it said straight is the way and narrow is the gate and few there be that find it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there go in thereat. So everybody's not saved. Just go ahead and get that out of your mind. Everybody is not going to heaven. And it is our responsibility to bridge the gap between the lost, uh, amen, and our Savior. Between heaven and earth, somehow God has called us, uh, amen, to be the man, the woman, uh, amen, to reach to a lost world uh, and to reach up to heaven. Let me tell you, you can't do that halfway. Uh, You can't reach out to the world uh, and not reach up to God. You'll get pulled into the world. Our problem is we reach up to God, but don't reach out to the world. So the lost son, you know this story. We've, we've preached it. We've sung it. The lost son called the prodigal son is out there. He's wasted his money, his father's money, and, and, and wrecked his life. And then the Bible said that he came to himself. As they come to the music, he came to himself. And the Bible said that he realized while he was feeding the pigs, the hogs, he said, in my father's house, there is bread and enough to spare. He said, my, my father's hired servants, not my brother, not, not my mother, not, not my daddy, but, but the hired servants, they've got bread. They've got plenty to eat. And here I am starving to death. In other words, he said, in my father's house, there's plenty of bread for everybody. And what turned that soul around what changed his mind was not the fact that he was going to get to go home and get a good shower get a good clean set of clothes sleep in a nice bed get in out of the weather get to see mama no all of that was good and all of that was going to be great but the thing that brought him back home was he said there's bread in my father's house let me tell you, I, I, I appreciate our campus. I appreciate our music. I appreciate the, the talent God's given us. I appreciate the facility, the chairs, everything, the carpet, everything that God's blessed us with. I appreciate it. But let me tell you what the world is looking for. They're not looking for padded seats. Every church in this area has got padded chairs. There are other churches that's got better bands. There are other churches that's got bigger choirs. There's other churches that's got nicer buildings. There's other churches that's got, but let me tell you what they're looking for. They're looking for the bread. They're looking for something from the Word of God. They're looking for truth. They're looking for something that will fill their soul. Amen. Let me tell you, amen, a fancy steeple, amen, is not going to help them. Amen. When their life is wrecked, amen, a parking space is not going to matter to them. Amen. When their life is torn apart, they want something on the inside. They want the bread of life that's going to make a difference. 
difference in them. I'm telling you, it's time that we began to look for the lost. It's time we find somebody that is in the hog pen, somebody that is hungry, somebody that is searching, somebody that is hurting. Amen.